The archangel Michael is depicted in Daniel as the protector of Israel. Then in Revelation, Michael and the angels fight against the dragon and his angels. Jude refers to Michael as an archangel fighting the devil. Then in the fifth century, Basil of Caesarea makes Michael the primary archangel. In Roman Catholicism, Michael is understood as having four roles. He's the leader of heaven's forces in their triumph over the powers of hell. He's the angel of death, carrying the souls of all the deceased to heaven and giving each soul the chance to redeem itself before passing. He weighs souls in his perfectly balanced scales. And he's the guardian of the church, a patron saint of a number of cities and countries. Richard Deering converted to Catholicism and in 1617 went to be organist to a community of English nuns in Brussels, returning to London in 1625 to be organist to Henrietta Maria on her marriage to King Charles I. This is his best-known piece in which he conveys silence in heaven as the archangel Michael battles with the dragon. Look out for an ecstatic quality for the words from the book of Revelation, Salus honor et virtus.
Isaac Watts took from Hebrews the description of the veil that shields heaven from our earthly eyes and turned it into a fervent prayer that we might be given the wings of faith to rise within that veil and see the life of the saints who once dwelt as we do with sins and doubts and fears but now are surrounded by joys and glories. He then turns from intercession to imagination as he depicts himself asking the blessed ones whence cometh their victory and the saints with one accord attribute it to Christ's sacrifice as the Lamb of God. Finally, he turns again, this time to preach and call on the singer to follow in Christ's footsteps. What's fascinating about this hymn is that Watts makes the ingredients of his parents' Puritan faith the constituents of a universal gospel. Those ingredients are tribulation, walking with Christ, zeal, and victory. Here's a setting of Give Us the Wings of Faith to Rise by the contemporary composer James Whitbourne.
in exploring what we are to make of angels today, it's helpful to recognize that in the Old Testament, God was wholly other, and there were profound prohibitions on any sense of mediation between God and us as potentially idolatrous. Angels thus emerged as messengers that didn't challenge God's unique divinity, but mediated God's ways to us. With the coming of Jesus, the whole notion of mediation between God and us was reconceived. Then with the sending of the Holy Spirit, the context of regular communication again became part of the character of God. So henceforth, there's always a danger with angels that they replace the Trinity and do the work of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Nonetheless, because they play such a significant role in the Bible, we continue to reflect on them as aspects of God's desire to be made known to us. The Te Deum locates the angels in relation to all heavenly and earthly beings in glorious hierarchy. Thank you. 